is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the Eight Side. Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on. How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Yes, every day, whether I'm here or not, but I'm here today. Let's keep it that way. Got it, chat? Got a lot to get into here today. Wednesday here on this program. You know what that means? Tonight is AW on TBS. We got three matches announced for the show. And perhaps more will be announced as we get moving here today. But we'll talk about the AW preview for tonight. NXT 2.0. Last night, everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite discussion point, NXT 2.0. I mean, there's a couple good things on the show, but this show is so dumb. But we'll get into that. We also got changes coming to NXT 2.0, which actually are changes we've been talking about for forever now. It's now a main roster show run by the folks on the main roster, which should have been abundantly clear if you actually watched the television for a uh, for a while now. And also a good reason why if you see Braun Breaker as a star in NXT, he's going to be a star on the main roster. We got John Cena talking about the WWE cuts. Corey Graves allegedly cleared to return to the ring. Tony Schiavone re-signed. MLW filing an antitrust lawsuit against WWE. That was not what I was expecting when I woke up yesterday. Got ratings for the Raw show. Got ratings for Battle of the Belts on TNT. The Jericho Cruise. They made a much better decision than my Disney Cruise. They decided not to sail. Probably would have been best if my ship didn't sail, but it did sail, and the Jericho Cruise will now be taking place in 2023. We'll tell you about that. We've also got the NXT 2.0 report, so there's a lot to get into here today. We'll uh, we'll see how much we can get into, and if we take your feedback, my friends, 425-780-7566 is the text message line, 425-780-7566, Brian at WrestlingObserver.com, at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Simpervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. You pulled it off yesterday, Mike? I did. I did indeed. I see that filthy trying to just sneak his way in here again. Well, we had to celebrate the uh, victory. Can he get back to work or something? Who? Filthy? Yes. He's he's doing work on your show, giving both uh, producer Daniel, producer Dom, and I the Best Trio Award. So, Well, anyway, we got a lot to get into here today, everybody. (laughs) 
Tonight is How was your day yesterday, boss? Dude. People want to know, how was your day yesterday? Don't even get me started. If you want to hear, listen, there's a reason we have a members-only area, okay? (laughs) So I can swear. If you want to know what happened yesterday, then go to the Brian and Vinny and Granny and Lance show last night for subscribers, WrestlingObserver.com or video.f4wonline.com, and I'll tell you the whole darn story there. You should listen to that segment anyway just for Granny. I'd I'd like her back on the show right now. I was going to say, come for Brian's pain, stick around for Granny, and then more of Brian's pain as he reviews Raw 8. This horrible show. I'm trying to figure out if, if that was worse. You know what? I actually think that it was worse than NXT 2.0 this week. Because NXT 2.0 at least had AJ Styles and, and Grayson Waller, which was a pretty good match. But as far as like worthless shows, like the the rest of, of Raw 8 and the rest of NXT were, I'm going to get into NXT later. But first off, AEW on TBS tonight. We have CM Punk and Wardlow. We got Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb. We got Powerhouse Hobbs and Dante Martin. And presumably more will be added. Obviously more is going to be added tonight, but maybe we'll find out more in the uh, next couple of hours here. If there is anything, let me know, everybody. And quit talking about how I pronounce Wardlow. I can pronounce it however I want. Do you understand, everybody? Sick of people telling me what to do. I'm going to do what I want to do from now on. Yeah. That's right. We had this on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com yesterday. Somehow this was like uh, breaking news. It's been a transformative last few months for NXT. PW Insider reports more details on the reporting structure Tuesday, including that the creative team is now no longer operating independently of WWE, as had been the case in the Paul Levesque black and gold era. That was in September. For now, NXT Creative will directly report to Bruce Pritchard and Christine Lebrano, similar to how both Ron SmackDown creative teams operate. Longtime creative team member Johnny Russo will head up NXT Creative. After moving to the NXT brand in August, Russo had been the lead writer for the brand since July 2020 and been involved in main roster creative. So anyway, is this new? Because, like... This has been a main roster show since the day that it became NXT 2.0. I mean, what well, am I missing? Well, I I, I think just Now it's official? Of, we well, got rid of some other guys and brought some other guys in? <laughs> well, there is word that they are they have commissioned new belts. Um, that, oh, that'll solve the problems. Well, I just think that with with all the the everything happening now and it, it being very clear, obviously, if you've been paying attention to this on a, the level that we have, obviously there have been changes coming for a long, long time. I mean, how long ago did Vince McMahon have his big guy camp? You know, it was before that where changes started to to happen in NXT, and now we've gotten where all of those releases happened. They have officially officially restructured everything and now that everybody's gone so yeah i can see why it's kind of a story and i think for people that haven't been paying i guess very close attention to it maybe it's it's even more newsworthy but again i i think it's just everything kind of coming to a head here with everything that's happened we know now it's officially reshuffled and you know how how long before this show is just melded into Raw and SmackDown, and it's still used as the, you know, kind of the third brand here, but I can't see NXT 2.0 after WrestleMania looking the same way it does now. I'll bet you it is, buddy. It's going to be the same lame 
show unless it gets canceled which i don't think it's going to be canceled. no look it's not going to get canceled look what would happen before that is that they redo the show i mean it gets good enough numbers on usa where they don't they don't need to drop it but as far as reformulating it where they still call it nxt but we see again we see more people kind of in and out of there maybe off other brands and you see the braun breakers and the grayson wallers and the carmelo hazes you see them pop up in raw and smackdown even more i mean to me that that's the direction they should go all of this brand split stuff is completely ridiculous anyway we've talked about that but to me that's the only way you can bring some life into nxt when you when you're still going to be using that as a way to try to develop you know, your Tiffany's and your lashes and your people with no experience whatsoever who get thrown into the fire. I can't believe of all people, you're the one with hope for NXT coming up here down the line. Look, I don't have, I hope, have for no hope for this I, place. I, I have no hope for NXT. I just have hope that they change their philosophy on it. And I, I just see the, with the way things oh, are moving, yeah. I could see, again, I'm not saying it's going to be a good show. What show do they have that's good? Bro, here's what the do problem. they have that's any good that's not Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns related? They here's, have nothing in that entire company. Here's the anywhere. problem with you thinking they're going to change their philosophy. They actually did change their philosophy when they made it NXT 2.0, but they changed it back to the same exact philosophy that I have seen on the main roster for 25 years now. So the chance of them changing their philosophy from what Bro, they're doing now is zero. I, look, I shouldn't have said maybe ch I'm not talking about change outright, but tweak it where, again, it's not the third brand that nobody really talks about. I can see these people that I mentioned being, you know, put into Raw and SmackDown more, but still be affiliated with NXT. Look, I just I can't, I can't see this switch places here. I, look, days. I just can't believe maybe I'm just I cannot believe this show. The way it is structured right now is valuable to them at all, is worth watching in any way. I just, it, it, I don't, and I can't believe, I, and I know I'm not the only one who, who says that, and so, and believes that. I can't believe they believe it. I can't believe, I just, I can't. And I cannot believe that after, when WrestleMania time comes, we won't see a little bit of a different NXT or see some of those people melded into the other shows i i well we're I already seeing that i mean grayson waller's on raw and von wagner was on smackdown and aj yeah, styles look, on only, nxt only grayson waller only grayson waller has had now extended time with that storyline being tied into aj and that's where i think those changes are coming that you could see more of those types of well things. you know you can you do mike you'd see mandy rose i'll tell you what we can do we're gonna do the prediction show in a few days here i think one of these days when nothing's happening which oh, may boy. be 2025. Yeah. But you go ahead and write your prediction about NXT post-WrestleMania, and I'm going to read it here on the air so you can try to win another trophy next year. Plaque. And wait till you see the trophy I'm going to award myself for winning the prediction contest this year. It's going to be it's going to be bigger than me. Go ahead. Oh, so it'll be this size? Yeah, you got it. Corey Graves is cleared to return to the ring. Thank God this whole... Company's going to turn around now that Corey Graves is back. Oh. Fightful reported this morning, wasn't Corey Graves the guy who I wrote something on Twitter and he wrote some dumb thing about how it was a keyboard warrior? Even though if you want to compare in-ring careers, Corey, I'd be happy to. Oh. Maybe, maybe this is what this is about. He's going to try and come back to outdo me in his, career, his wrestling career. <laughs> anyway, they report he's had a major shift, status shift over the last year regarding physical contact. 
It was cleared by WWE doctors sometime in 2020. So anyway, maybe we got someone else for the women's Royal Rumble because <laughs> we need 11 more people. Maybe the chop and roll can get back together, face off against Corey and Sam Adonis. I'm still some, bitter uh, about yesterday. <laughs> I still got a lot of fury I need to get out. You know, here's the I, I I it's been a long time since he was was Sterling James Keenan, if I'm not mistaken, uh in Ring of Honor eons ago now. Yeah, Sterling James Keenan ever win the Texarkana title? <laughs> I don't remember that. How about the ICW tag team titles? Twice. Huh? PNPW television champion? Yep. How many guys did he send to another company? <laughs> I guarantee he didn't make more stars than I did. No chance. That's, that's true. You you were the reason that Orange Cassidy, you were the member. You were Orange the forbidden, Cassidy. The forbidden door to AEW was just. Who'd ever heard about Brian the Rock Alvarez. and Roll Express before me? Back in a moment, Observer Live. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ah, back here in the show. Brian Alvarez here. Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Simper, BB, also WrestlingObserver.com. See that match you just had with Buddy Wayne? Yeah. According to Wikipedia, that was one year into my career. One year! Corey Graves, uh, maybe, uh, didn't have that type of success his first year. They were still they were still calling him a fake CM Punk, I think is what they used to to call him back in the day. But like in all seriousness, I I know we disagree on this. I think Corey Graves is a really good announcer. He is great for what they I don't want think he's him a bad announcer do. at all. I think he's a really good announcer. Oh say because he I, I think he's fantastic. He had a period and, a while ago where he kind of turned into a gimmick for a few months, but he's but, he's he's excellent announcer now. And well one of the reasons he turned into the gimmick is that's what they wanted him to do. And I always Not a very good worker, that. but that deal, deal with Renee Paquette where they had him jaw with each other. It's just very annoying when they have him do that. But I think he's fantastic. And much like Jesse the Body Ventura, believe it or not, who had blood clots in whatever it was, 1984, which turned him into an announcer, you know, there's a silver lining in everything. Obviously, he he's a wrestler. He wants to wrestle, obviously. He's been cleared to do it now. But, you know, that was a great benefit to his career because God knows if he'd still be there right now, I would probably say no if he didn't go out and then get into the announcing field. So, you know, I it's going to be very interesting to see how they use him and if he decides to continue on this path, you know, not just get cleared, but to get, actually get back in the ring, to which I have a question for you since, obviously, you would prefer – uh, Beth and uh, or Becky and Seth, as opposed to the Miz and Maurice. But are we setting up for the ed- Edge and Beth against Carmella and Corey show? No, honestly, <laughs> I, I listen. You know, I think that Corey is better served being an announcer because he just is. Like he's not going to go super far as a worker starting now. I mean, he's not starting now, but I mean, how long he could be an announcer for the rest of his life, right? So Abs- yeah. keep that job. And then once a year, since you're cleared, you do the deal where, oh, number 18 got beat up. Well, Corey Graves jumps out of the announce booth. He jumps into the Royal Rumble. And he gets tossed. 
goes back to the announce booth, keeps calling the action just like Lawler used to do. JBL. Have it be a running joke every year. It'll always get a huge pop. He'll be way more over doing that than like being a regular wrestler that goes 50-50 and is either a geek baby face or a – you know how it is in that place. Hey, you know Tony Schiavone is going to stick around. That's good. He revealed that the two-year extension on his existing contract had been uh, – Whatever they call it, he's keeping him in the com- company through mid-2024. Picked up. Yes, picked up. Thank you. Major League Wrestling announced they have filed an antitrust lawsuit against WWE. MLW announced a lawsuit in a press release accusing WWE of pressuring third parties to abandon contracts and prospective relationships with them, citing as an example a potential streaming deal that, quote, would have been transformative for the company. In the lawsuit, MLW specifically mentions a deal with the streaming service Tubi TV, owned by Fox, fell apart when WWE stepped in. Allegedly, additionally, the company alleges in early 2021, when MLW was in talks with Vice TV to air programming, a then-WWE executive warned Vice TV that Vince McMahon was, quote, pissed about Vice airing MLW programming and that Vice TV would stop working, should stop working with MLW. A Vice TV executive responded by saying that what they were doing was illegal and an antitrust violation. The executive replied that she could not control McMahon. Court Bauer said WWE has been wrongfully depriving its competitors of critical opportunities for many years, its latest conduct has been even more unconscionable. I think we speak for the rest of the professional wrestling world when we say this anti-competitive behavior has to stop. WWE, in a statement to WrestleNomics, said MLW's claims have no merit. WWE believes these claims have no merit and tends to vigorously defend itself against them. So this is an interesting decision to make. I guess we'll see how this plays out. I mean, we are in a situation where WWE is, uh, you know, firing everybody, uh, these uh, budgetary reasons. And as noted, I mean, I think they're they're putting their ducks in a row for a sale. So if that's the case and they've got a, a lawsuit outstanding, perhaps they'll just want to settle. So maybe that's the idea here. But I don't know. I, I can't imagine it going to court. But I could be wrong. Well, they had to settle that suit that they had over the North African TV deal and that not coming to fruition. And maybe, you know, uh, maybe that's what this they're thinking here. I don't know. It seems like the, the whole crux of this thing comes down to Stephanie personally interfering and calling a 2B executive to express her displeasure as well as Vince McMahon. Well, I think it's Stephanie because this is a former no, but the, here's the here's what is being reported. And this was what this is a 19 page document deal that they have, which is available online if you wanted to find it. But uh, apparently MLW and this is in the Wrestling Observer newsletter where on August 9th, the 2021 August 9th Wrestling Observer newsletter stated a new streaming deal has been closed and is expected to be announced next week for MLW. Uh, the deal is expected to include two different one-hour shows, Azteca Underground and MLW Fusion. And what the document is claiming is that they were going to announce that deal on August 10th. 
However, sometime around August 9th, and this is coming from Brandon Thurston, WWE's chief brand officer, Stephanie McMahon, allegedly met with Tubi executives. The suit implies MLW content was scheduled for a Tuesday night time slot on Tubi, which means it would air head-to-head with WWE's NXT program on USA Network. Now, it goes on from there, but one thing that is... So a second incident... Uh, yeah, but, and that's right. This would be the second incident. One thing that's that's questionable there is Tubi's a streaming service that doesn't actually do live like Peacock does. So that brings a question here. There's a lot of things that are interesting with this case that they are bringing up. Fight TV and the relationship that WWE has with Fight TV is part of this one of these complaints that they did damage to MLW that, that way. There is a claim that an MLW talent was put on WWE TV. Uh, it doesn't say who that was, and but it obviously goes on to say that they WWE was trying to get proprietary information about contracts and about what court was doing. So there is a lot here to try to unpack and unfold. Looking at it with pure layman's eyes, you know, part of this just kind of seems like some Hail Marys, but it really comes down to can they prove that Vince and Stephanie directly impacted anything? And I don't know. It's it's going to be very, very interesting here. There are real lawyers involved, uh, as everybody has heard. One of the lawyers that has defended Donald Trump in uh, some of the defamation claims against one of the ladies in The Apprentice and or one of the people on The Apprentice and, and things like that, they're part of this case. And apparently from what Dave looks like said in the forum, this is being done on a contingency basis. So, you know, they're not, they're, they're putting in a lot of work, a lot of time. You're going to spend a lot of money with the hope of getting something back here. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. We've got the... Ratings, Raw, 1.63 million viewers, 0.39, 18 to 49, 18 to 49, among the lowest in the 29 history of Raw. Although comparing ratings with even two years ago really means little because of the changes in television consumption. Well, it shouldn't really affect the rating too much because that's a percentage of the people that are watching television. Football game, 22.6 million viewers, 6.29 and 18 to 49, ninth for the night on cable. Trailing eight shows on ESPN, all related to the game. The three hours, 1.73 million, 1.66 million, 1.51 million. Saturday's Battle of the Belts, 704,000 viewers on TNT. Uh, 11th on cable, 0.27 rating. Much stronger competition. It had uh, head-to-head with the NFL here. A game, a couple of games. Actually, the game was broadcast on two different uh, networks, ABC and ESPN. 20 million viewers. So, uh, pretty good demo for Battle of the Belts. And my hope is that because the uh, demo number and the rating was good, maybe TBS will say you can have two hours for Battle of the Belts next time. Because one hour is just like a glorified rampage. I think the show needs to be two hours for these specials. I think it does, too, because, you know, they obviously they have a lot of belts as it is. But with the way AEW does things and in the position that the Ring of Honors of the world are in and, and even, you know, the GCWs and, and places like that who don't have TV, 
you know, you could tap anybody to come in and defend a title on that show. And when you look at the independent wrestling landscape, you know they're going to be pretty good. Forget about the relationship with New Japan if, if we're ever able to open up the borders and people are able to come in back, you know, come to and fro a lot more easily. Uh, one thing about ratings, too, coming up this Monday, for those who are not American football fans or are listening to us out of the country, there is a NFL game for the first time ever. There's a playoff game taking place on Monday night between Arizona and Los Angeles, the second biggest media market in the country. So Raw is looking at another one. I don't know if it's going to be on par with Georgia and Alabama or if it's actually going to be far worse, but that's going to be interesting, too, because both ESPN and ABC are both airing that game as well. Fourth edition of the Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea Cruise postponed until 2023. The decision came after soliciting feedback and conducting research. In addition to the new dates, the cruise will have a new destination as well. Instead of sailing from Miami to the Bahamas, the cruise will depart Miami and end up in Great Stirrup K, which what? includes a stop at a private island also in the Bahamas. Oh. Information on transferring your booking, plus uh, when new reservations will be accepted for 2023 can be found in a list of uh, frequently asked questions on the website. So February 2 through 6, 2023, the Norwegian Pearl. Uh, that is the next Jericho Cruise. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. God, what a match with Jack Evans that was right there. Two years into my career. So anyway, let's talk about this NXT 2.0, because i got to tell you guys about this show. Did you watch it? You should have. This show is is material every single week. <laughs> At least it opened and closed with good stuff. First, we just had a very simple Braun Breaker promo, which was funny because he's had 24 matches in his career, which significantly less than I had when I did that match with Jack Evans, I might add. And uh, he's won the title in the fans' chant, you deserve it. You deserve that belt after 24 matches, buddy. He ignored them. He did acknowledge that his father, who he did not mention by name, had been there last week, and he was very excited about that. And then he essentially issued an open challenge, and, and that was that. Santos Escobar beat Zion Quinn in the match where Electra Lopez was going to leave with the winner, allegedly. So uh referee was distracted. Electra and uh, Zion Quinn start, uh, you know, uh, what that term you used, porkin, and then she kicks him in the balls, and then he gets beaten. Oh, so, uh, yeah, he, she's uh, she's not leaving with him. Slow build, I'm sure, to them finally getting together. Uh, we had about 45 Mandy Rose. You know, if you're a fan of Mandy Rose in a bikini, <laughs> apparently there's no such thing as Instagram. You actually have to watch the show on the USA Network on Tuesday nights at uh, 9 o'clock. Dude, their average audience for this show is 78 years old. Of course oh, they don't have Instagram. 78, it's 62. 
Doesn't oh, she have guy, a, oh, doesn't yeah, she have Instagram a Facebook? is big amongst the 62-year-olds. Does she have a Facebook where she's in a bikini? But anyway, they had a bunch of bikini videos of Manny Rose. We had Cameron Grimes. This was classic. Cameron Grimes beats Damon Kemp. Who's Damon Kemp, you ask? You guys know who Damon Kemp is? Anybody? No. No? No. You don't know who Damon Kemp is? No. No. Well, you see, he's the brother of, um, uh, what's his name? The Olympian. That guy? Uh, Gable? Gable Stevenson. He's the brother. He is the brother of Olympic wrestling star Gable Stevenson. Okay? But they call him Damon Kemp, okay? Not once do they mention that he is Gable Stevenson's brother. But they do say, you know, he comes out of, uh, I think they said Michigan. Minnesota. Uh, you know, the, Minnesota, the home of, uh, you know, Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, and uh, great Gable Stevenson. But they don't say, he's his brother! So he gets no. defeated by Cameron Grimes. Because, I mean, you know, what's the point of having the brother of Gable Stevenson? Let's give him a new name and not acknowledge it. Imagine back in the day, you know, they had Kurt Angle, they brought in Eric Angle, and they just called him, you know, even though he looked exactly Kurt like Kurt Franklin. Angle. Franklin. That's, yeah, like Sam McMurray or, no, he, you know, No, it's even Frank worse, Gaines. dude. It's even worse. Like, well, I guess they may not change Gable Stevenson's name. They haven't yet. But, uh... They can't. Well, they can. They, they can't. Can. They, they absolutely can. They Chad Gable! Why are we in this sakes. position where you're the one defending NXT and thinking WWE is going to make smart decisions? Don't put what that voodoo here? on me. I am not defending this at all. None of it. Then we had Malik Blade and Edris Anofe versus Joe Gacy and Harland in a Dusty Rhodes classic qualifier. Okay? And uh, for weeks, Joe Gacy and, and Harland... I've been talking about how they want to enter and win the Dusty Classic. So the match is literally, they destroy these two guys. But then Harland continues to destroy them, and he gets disqualified. So Edris Anofe and Malik Blade qualify for the Dusty Classic by being absolute complete losers. The other two are out of the tournament, and they respond by Joe Gacy smiling and doing the thing he does like this. And Harlan just doesn't sell anything. Well, you're talking about getting these people ready for Raw and SmackDown. That's how you get a title shot. You lose your way into it. Then we had Tony D'Angelo and Pete Dunne in a crowbar and a pole match. This is, like, so funny. I can't even keep a straight face. Oh, so it's a crowbar on a pole match, okay? The rules are you have to climb a pole and get a crowbar, and then you can, like, attack the other guy with it. But you don't win if you get the crowbar. So if you get the crowbar, but then the other guy gets it from you, now he can beat you. So it's like, why is the crowbar even on the pole? What's the point? So match starts, and, you know, thankfully Pete Dunn's in it, and he's really good. And uh, Tony D'Angelo is not nearly as good as Braun Breaker. But given he's had, like, four matches, I mean, he's actually pretty good for four matches. Granted, he's in there with Pete Dunn. So they're doing this match, and they go to commercial, and they come back, and there's, like, plunder everywhere outside the ring there's a table there's a trash can and i'm like wow what a violent match it's turning into but then but then they come back commercial there's you know garbage shiznit all over the floor and then the announcers go they can't use that what? they'll be dq'd what because it's a crowbar on the pole match you can only use the crowbar 
I'm like, God help me. So then they're doing this match. Who's that Russo, the guy that got hired? Is that a typo? I'm sure this Russo? wasn't Vince Russo. <laughs> so here's this match that Russo has booked. So then uh, D'Angelo gets the crowbar, okay? And I swear to God, it's the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life. Every time one of these two idiots has the crowbar, they're completely incompetent. <laughs> so first, you know, uh, whatever, Tony D'Angelo gets the crowbar. But, of course, he misses and then he misses, and he gets booted in the gut, and he drops the crowbar. So then Pete gets the crowbar, and then he misses, and he hits the pole, and then he gets booted. I'm like, you two idiots, quit grabbing that crowbar. You're totally impotent when you grab that crowbar. So they just do this match, and then finally, the chair that they can't use ends up in the ring. And then uh, D'Angelo gives Pete something, and Pete hits the chair accidentally, so it's not a DQ. And then he gets crowbarred and pinned. I'm like, my God in heaven. It's it's 2000 World Championship Wrestling all over again. Then we add, uh, this is another one. It's Indy Hartwell, Persia Parada, and Wendy Chu. I'll get to her. Against Casey Catanzaro, Kane Carter, and Amari Miller. I don't know how many matches Amari Miller has had. But if you watch her work, God bless her. I'm sure she's a sweet, beautiful woman. It looks like she's had three, okay? So, of course, you know, it's not about her trying to have a wrestling match. Instead, she's doing all these dives, practically landing on her face, almost killing herself. So it builds to the big spot where Wendy Chu gets the hot tag. Let me tell you about Wendy Chu. Wendy Chu was the lady that played the thousand-year-old lady. Remember that lady? She was a thousand years old, and her Mei hair was dead. Mei, yeah, Mei Ying. She was like Meng. Remember Mei Ying? Because she was a tongue. I'm not making this up. She was a tongue and death grip like Meng, and she was Mei Ying. It's 2000 WCW. What did I tell you? So anyway, they decide. Well, this gimmick ain't gonna work. Whoever heard of a thousand-year-old woman? This is ridiculous. Well, she needs a new gimmick. Well, her new gimmick is that she wears pajamas, and she's always sleeping in the back. They'll be doing some segment, and all of a sudden the camera pans over, and there's a lady sleeping. She's got the iPad on. She's laying there sleeping. Okay? That's Wendy Chu. Okay? Narcoleptic. So, you guys don't, maybe I don't know if you know this or not, but... You guys know what the gimmick was with the thousand-year-old woman? You guys know what the gimmick was? Well, I'm going to help you out. Good. You're not going to believe me, but this is not true. Not get Zia Leo, okay? that's This what that is was. true. This is true. Do you guys remember, some of you will, the, the Revenge of the Sith, the third Star Wars movie of the, of the, uh, of the, the first, anyway, you know what that is, right? No, I don't. He was that dumb? Yes, the prequels. Episode 3. I'm out of these. Okay. So in episode 3, all right, there is a scene where Yoda, you know who Yoda is, right? You know what Yoda and a thousand-year-old woman have in common? Well, they're What's both that? thousand years old. Ah. So he's an old, little, green, decrepit guy, and he's always really ah, like this and everything. everything. And so he's going to have a fight with one of the bad guys. Who was the bad guy he was fighting, Dom? What's that guy's name? Count Dooku. Yeah, 
who's not the guy that wrestles in New Japan. That's another bloke. So anyway, it's Yoda versus Count Dooku, okay? So Yoda hobbles in with his cane, and then he goes like this, and his lightsaber jumps into his hand, and he starts doing all these flips, and he's flying around, and he's doing all this craziness, and they do this wild, crazy CGI battle, and then finally, you know, uh, Dooku escapes in his spaceship or whatever, and then Yoda turns off his lightsaber, and he goes, <sighs> and he gets his cane, and he's like, because, you know, he's 900 years old, right? So in the movie theater, like 20 years ago, Yoda starts flipping around with his lightsaber, everybody pops, okay? So somebody in 2020 is like, I got a great idea. So that, I'm not even making this up. That was the gimmick of the thousand-year-old woman. She's supposed to be a thousand years old, and she was always old and decrepit, but they were going to build, and she would do a match, and she'd be flipping and flying and doing all these high spots, and then she'd get old again. I swear to God. So anyway, they figured, well, this gimmick sucks. I got a better idea. Well, now she walks around in her pajamas, and she's always sleeping. And she gets in the ring for the six-man, and she comes out. I swear to God, she comes down in, uh, she's in a sleeping bag. I'm not making this up. She's in a sleeping bag with a pillow. So she puts her pillow. This is worse than Orange Cassidy. You guys were mad at Orange Cassidy because he put a hand in his pocket. He didn't bring out a sleeping bag. <laughs> she's got a sleeping bag in the corner of the ring and a pillow, and she's sleeping. She's sleeping. So then finally, somebody gives her the hot tag, and you never guess what happens. What's that? Hits the ring, and she's running wild. And she's doing cartwheels, handsprings in the corner. She's flying around. She looks awesome. She's by far the best worker in the match by, like, 10. And then, uh, you know, she makes her big comeback, and then, you know, she goes to sleep again. But that's the Wendy Chu character. She literally works in her pajamas with the footies. Feedy pajamas? Yes! Damn. The zipper in the front? I don't oh. even remember who won after all that I just ran, rambled about. See, you went on that whole thing about Yoda and everything. Really, this girl is basically a mix between Orange Cassidy and that weird girl from the quad that would just be out in the open all the time in that sleeping bag, just, you know, in college and whatnot. So then we had Solo Sokoa and Boa, which... Like, when I first heard the two names, I was like, aren't they the same guy? But actually, they're different guys. Boa is the the friend of the thousand-year-old woman, who doesn't exist anymore, and he has magic that he can't control. And then Solo Sokoa is the guy that they chant, the Uso chant to. So I'm watching this match, and I'm like, oh, they ain't beating either of these guys. I just knew immediately. And so they did a double count out. That was a waste of time. We had a Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams promo. They just totally got rid of the Cruiserweight title. It's gone. you know. And then finally, the main event is AJ Styles and Grayson Waller. And AJ is good. And the match was, was good. And then, uh, you know, AJ beats him clean, of course, because these developmental geeks can't get them over. So he beats the guy. And then he goes, you're good, but not good enough. I got a friend I want you to meet. And it's, uh, it's L.A. Knight who attacks Grayson Waller. And that was it. Two on one advantage baby faces beating up the heel. Yeah. It's going to meld in nicely with Raw and SmackDown. It really is. That, that, that was NXT 2.0. Back in a moment, Observer Live. 
Well, the Star Wars nerds have alerted me that it was episode two. Although Yoda also did a job to the Emperor in episode three, flipping and flying around as well. Where does Baby Yoda come in? Baby Yoda is in the, a TV show, The Mandalorian, on Dude, HBO. I, I saw the first, what, three that I guess were really four, five, and six. That's all I know. It ended there. Well, those are the three best ones. Good. It's all that matters. Like Flare Steamboat, those three. Yeah, Baby Yoda has done no flips. He's a baby. By the way, I was uh, I was essentially told during the show that exactly as I'd stated earlier, literally with the exception of, you know, Dave Kapoor got fired, for example, and so you can't really report to a guy who's fired. Essentially, everything is, is exactly the same as it was when it switched to NXT 2.0, so... There you go. Yeah. It's been Sucks. a long show, bro. It has. It's been a long week already. We're only on Wednesday. Someday I'll someday I'll tell you all about this uh this week. But it is not for today. No. And boy, wait till Observer Radio tonight. Oh my god. You're going to have a long one. What time do you think no, you're No, brother, start? just just wait cuz cuz we'll have a story with Dave. And you'll know you'll know what I after everything that happened yesterday. You'll know what I woke up to today. Oh no! Yeah, but that's only for subscribers at WrestlingObserver.com. As is the Brian and Vinny and Granny and Lance show last night, which absolutely you must not miss the first thirty-five minutes of that show. <laughs> like that'll take every spot in the top fifty coming up in twenty twenty-two. But anyway, we're out of time. Thanks all the Twitch homies, top-tier YouTube subscribers. I'm spent. Mike, as always, callers and listeners, Dom, Scott, Dare, and everybody in the studio. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.